0: and i'm catty and this is books cats and snacks and we're shouting it out but we're gonna whisper
1: oh wow we're whispering this time okay we're back though you guys we did skip a week again because certain somebody lost her voice or or been sick that's how there's are whispering (laughs) (laughs) it was me I'm, i'm still sick but I didn't want to miss another week because there's a lot of fun books I've been wanting to talk about, and man, I I was bummed that we couldn't record. It sucks. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like we want to, but she was like, "Get it, get it talk. <laughs> it's like, all right, you know. Loch Ness monster." Good <laughs> <Lord.">
1: <laughs> but everyone's been sick around me. Like anybody I know, even at work, everyone just sniffling and everybody, and yeah. Uh, so it's that time of the year, I guess. Mm-hmm. What is it? I'm like Sheldon
0: with that thing on my face with
1: the spray. (laughs) But welcome to our Minnesota of book Mm shoutouts. where Katty and I each pick two books that we've been obsessed with lately. We want to put a little highlight on it. We're currently reading Glenn Peacott's short story collection of horror, spooky, kind of really fun short stories that he has out in his newsletter, but he compiles them in a book i think twice a year but this is his volume two and we get to talk about that next week so the wedding is over with how long ago now i was gonna say a week ago but two weeks it's almost a week ago wow a week and a half yeah it felt like forever ago to be honest it does yeah it's a little weird but i i I had a great great time it was awesome we posted some pictures on instagram yeah, just some a little bit one of we'll them my favorite one.
0: i love the the picture of us with our with our yeah. fan of the opera faces i like that one a lot it's really cute. <laughs> super cute yeah i'm just happy like i feel like <sighs> easy are, are breezy you done? now are you? yes
1: yeah <sighs> amazon boxes are out of the apartment <laughs> uh-huh. okay so our book shout outs we always start with caddy first go ahead caddy right. what's the first book
0: the first book is called, it's called The Dead Fathers Club by Matt Haig. Oh, Matt Haig. Matt Haig, yeah. Man. I know you've read him, I haven't, but yeah. I like the premise of this book, yeah.
1: The thing about him is, but like, I love his ideas, I love the premise, I like what he's trying to contour up, I guess, emotionally when you're reading it. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, I've read a couple of his books. For some reason, midway through and then to the rest of the book, it just kind of falls flat. I know a lot of people love, love, love him, but man. But I mean, I'm not saying I'm not going to read more of his stuff because I really... I'm really interested in it, especially this one you're talking about. Yeah,
0: I've never read his stuff, so I'm just curious because I I love this this premise. Okay, so it's uh, 336 pages, and it came out February 1st of 2007. So this is Hamlet meets Ghost Dad.
1: Interesting, yeah.
0: So if you guys don't know, of course, Hamlet's the Shakespearean play. Ghost Dad is a classic 1980s cheesy movie, you know, about a dad and his three kids, so... Okay, if you got to watch it. Go for it. It's it's a tearjerker that one. Okay, so this is a coming of age story that includes bullies, pretty girls, and everyday problems for a preteen. Eleven-year-old Philip Noble just lost his dad in a tragic car accident. Things get even more upside down when his father's ghost visits with an invitation to the Dead Fathers Club. This club is made up of murdered fathers that meet up in the pub. That Philip lives above. So pretty much he lives above this pub and it's like his family's and these ghost dads meet up in this pub. So he like, oh, I guess okay. he's like the only one that can see their little social club of murdered yeah. fathers. It's interesting. So when his father unmasks his killer, his own killer, and demands his son on avenging his death, how much can this poor kid handle? So <laughs> it's just reading it. You know, you're 11. So it's that pre-puberty time, you know, where you deal with... All the little normal eleven-year-old kid stuff, and then and your dad's like, "Hey, by the way, I need you to avenge <laughs> my death." By the way, right. <laughs> on top of all the things you got going on right now, I need you to avenge my death. All right, thank you. <laughs> and I'm gonna go uh, drink in the afterlife with these dudes here at this pub. <laughs> so that <laughs> I, I'm oversimplifying it, of course. No, I just I love I love the premise. Hamlet's an interesting story, and I love the the ghost dad part of it. I love how it's a little kid. It's not like a grown man. Yeah. So like, you know, think of like first year Harry Potter dealing with this. It's it's an interesting take on it. I I think it's pretty cute. One more time. That was The Dead Fathers Club by Matt Haig.
1: I like how you picked this book because it's kind of weirdly similar to mine. (laughs) Not the dead father part or the kid part. I'm talking about like the whimsical part and kind of like a weird magical realism part of it. Mm-hmm. And you guys, we don't ever tell each other ahead of time until we literally sit down to record yeah. what books we pick for our book shout outs. And of course, somehow our stars align this time, uh, Yeah.
0: If we ever pick the same book, we're just going to roll with it then at that point.
1: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So the book I picked is called Terrace Story by Hilary Leichter. I hope I pronounced that correctly. It's her last name. It's 208 pages, so it's a rather smaller book, and published this year, August 29th, 2023. When I came upon this book, I thought it was going to be very similar to those kitschy Japanese books that we like, the short Mm -hmm. books that are really whimsical, but yet it's so emotionally drained, like it really teaches a lesson. Mm-hmm. And this is what this book reminds me of, but except it's not one of those Japanese books. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people say there's a lot of magical realism. There's more more like sci-fi also to it, but it's a very odd book. Like it's very, it's very much like Matt Haig where it's very human stories, but yet it's told in such a like off balance, this mm-hmm. weird odd world, but it has a very real like history lessons or very real emotional lessons. Okay, so it says here, the book, it's an intimate exploration of time, a fable about love, an epic daydream for a broken-hearted world. Annie, Edward, and their young daughter, Rose, lived in a cram apartment. One night, without warning, they find a beautiful terrace hidden in their closet. It wasn't there before, and it seems to only appear when their friend Stephanie visits. A city dweller's dream come true. But every extra bit of space has a hidden cost. And the terrace sets off a seismic chain of events forever changing the shape of their tiny home and the shape of the world. So it's actually four interlocking stories that rolls into one. Mm -hmm. And it has a lot to do with dealing with grief and loss and love. So like I said, it has a lot to do with like our very real emotions or Mm -hmm. issues that we have to deal with, but it's told in a very... Magical, like
0: a fantastical. Weird, type. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's a really interesting book that I want to get into. The author was known for a book called Temporary. So, this isn't her first novel, but okay. it's definitely a novel I want to get my hands on. So, it's
0: like Narnia. You go to that world, right? The, and the thing, yeah. Yeah.
1: Just not or, as much fantasy, or at yeah. least I'm assuming. Once again, the book is called Terrace Story by Hilary Lecter. Back to you, Caddy.
0: So my second book is a little different, too. Ooh. So this is more of like a kind of like a funny, like they describe it as a funny coffee table book, like just oh, something to okay. have out. Yeah. So this book is called The Book of Superstitions. It's black cats, yellow flowers, broken mirrors, cracked sidewalks. And more cultural behaviors and myths explained by Shelby L. Odmani. 192 pages, so it is a short book, and it was published March 28th of this year, 2023.
1: That is such a cute cover. I got
0: it's, it's adorable with the cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's a kitty. laughs> of course, it's a black cat. Ever wonder where your grandma gets her superstitions, guys? you ever wonder that? I wonder. That. You know, like the walking under the
1: ladder. Yeah.
0: My grandma had a thing about umbrellas in the house. Like if you're oh, yeah. if you're in a house, yeah, umbrellas in the house, that. bad luck.
1: Your ultimate one is the the oho with the eye. I. Yeah, I mean, eye. not the eye, I'm sorry, the egg rolling.
0: Yeah, the evil eye. The, the, is the evil evil eye. Eye. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, that's what we had. Oh, and my grandma had a thing about clipping your nails at nighttime. I don't know where that came from. That's weird. I've you never don't heard clip of your, your toenails at night. I think <laughs> it's just my grandma's thing. I, I don't know her life. But but that was one of those things. But, you know, every family, every culture has their set of superstitions, Yeah, you know, and a lot of them kind of intervene. And I, and I think it's really interesting how that does. Like everybody, you know, kind of has the same thing, but it's just kind of told in different parts or mm-hmm. different names or changes, different animals type of different kind of deals. this book kind of tells you the cultural origins of those superstitions like
1: where exactly oh, it comes from That's so sounds like, so interesting yeah so
0: like where you know like the cultural it says the cultural behaviors and myths explained that's what i'm thinking that's what what i read from the synopsis is like it's going to say like oh this this one originated in Eng- in old age england because that one lord stepped on the ladder and he lost his fortune <laughs> so now You know, you know that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. That of course it's something else, but it would be interesting to know like where my culture got the evil eye and the egg. Yeah, that's
1: true. Yeah.
0: Well, in this book, it might help help you figure it out. It tells the cultural beginnings of the most infamous superstitions and also what specific cultures brought these beliefs to light. I'm curious. I really want to read it because I. I want to know. I want to know like where these originated from. Why black cats are are bad luck right, yeah. Which I don't think so I think they're adorable and wonderful. And I <laughs> you know, I would love a black cat and name him Salem. Uh-huh. And you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Salem. And the salt over the shoulder, you know, any of those crazy things like, you know, step on a crack break him on his back, that sort of situation. So yeah. I, I just came across this book cuz really I had a cat on the cover. So I was like, what is this? And I thought it was like a, <laughs> I thought it was like a quirky Japanese like novel. And so when I read yeah. into it, I was like, oh, okay, this is something completely different. I like this. One more time, guys. That is The Book of Superstitions by Shelby L. Otmani.
1: So my next book, we're going to go back to my normal route of mystery thriller horror type. This one is just like a mystery thriller. So okay, But the book I picked is called In a Quiet Town by Amber Garza. It was published this year, August 8th. 2023 it's 336 pages so the author typically writes what seems like romance okay. a lot about sports romance like there's themes of baseball or football whatnot oh okay so this may be her first novel that's a mystery thriller
0: is it like a like a rom-com sports romance type like yeah Wimbledon? Like Wimbledon? yeah
1: okay okay Lately, I've been seeing well, maybe the last year or so, I've been seeing a lot of pucker romances, like like hockey romances, right? Yeah. And I. I Caddy likes hockey, guys. (laughs) And I think the majority are also smut books, which are a lot of fun Um, to me. Yeah. But anyway, so I've never
0: read one. I've never read a smut book.
1: Yeah. I will show you some.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I will show you the
1: world. Oh, Oh, take that out! It's copyrighted. My bad. It's not gonna be shimmering. And blank, blank, blank—we can't say it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so in the book, in a quiet town, it's about a woman named Tatum. Now she hasn't seen her daughter Adrian in years. Her husband, who was a pastor in a small California town, all but disowned her. Pretty much, she's estranged from her daughter Adrian. The pastor father disowned the daughter or the mom? You know, I'm not so sure. Okay. From the synopsis, it's not very clear. I'm sorry. Oh
0: no, it's
1: not that's not the point. The point is they're estranged, okay? But she gathers the courage to like secretly connect with her daughter, like as most mothers would. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She wants to know the whereabouts of her daughter, what's going on. She's an adult now. Mm -hmm. But then once she connects with Adrian, then suddenly she finds that her daughter is missing and no one believes her. You know, she's trying to tell people, like, I know her, I know her. Well, you know, do you really know her kind of thing? Nobody really believes her until then suddenly a mysterious man shows up claiming to be her daughter's fiancé. So, okay, so you believe me now. This is great. Now let's go find her. Let's go look for her. But as much as she's trying to find what Adrian is and this and that, can she really trust this man? Like, who is this guy who suddenly shows up? You know, and how do you know? about what's happening. And on top of that, you're claiming to be the fiance too. Like, mm-hmm. wh- have you done something? Yeah. Or, you know, you know, exactly what's going on. There's a lot of open-ended questions and definitely how many, which ways the author can point us in whatever direction, like who is this mm-hmm. mysterious man? You know, it's one of those, how far is Tatum willing to go to kind of look for her daughter? Mm-hmm. Say what seems like maybe the police are not believing in her and, mm. And that's pretty much this book. Every time I like thought of this book, I thought the Sally Field movie, Not Without My Daughter. Oh, my (laughs) God. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's the opposite of what's happening in this book, I'm assuming. But my heart is still
0: racing, dude. Every every time I
1: see like a clip of it, I'm like, oh, oh my
0: heart. Yeah.
1: Alfred Molina. (laughs) That was such a good movie. I've watched that as like a child. And I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why my mom and all our friends love this movie so much. And then I watched it as an adult. I was like, oh, I mm-hmm. get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the book that I just talked about is called In a Quiet Town by Amber Garza. And that's it of our mini you guys. That's our book shout-outs this week. We're mm-hmm. excited that we're back yep. in the groove of things. I can kind of talk now i'm coughing up a lot you know however long this episode is just it took us double the time because of all the coughing i have to do oh yay once again we're reading glenn picot's book his short story collection so it's a small book for this for this month because we had a lot going on but we're excited to read his stuff though yeah we will be back next week to talk all about his book hopefully with author castiel skull who, who yeah joined us last time but yeah it didn't pan out so hopefully mm-hmm. hopefully this time will go so well and you guys can certainly check out his book off amazon off his website or whatnot and we will talk to you next time thank you Bye. bye